When the song come on, let me see you get gone. Get gone. Baby mamas, this your song. Been pregnant for way too long. Now tell the DJ, turn it off. Turn it off. If she a baby mama, Go ahead. she gon' do that baby mama. Work. She gon' put it on you. Yeah. Uh-huh. She gon' do that baby mama. Drop, 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 Hello drop, everyone, drop, my name is Juju Angeles, and Giant Angeles is not here right now, but we are the creator of Baby Mama Hood Podcast, so welcome. Baby Mama Hood Podcast is a podcast um, dedicated to reimagining single mothers um, in the hood. That's why it's called Baby Mama Hood. Um, and today we have a very special guest. Please say hello uh, to Audrey Candycorn. Hi. Greetings, sis. How you doing today? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to welcome you to the show. We were just talking a little while ago about Baby Mama. Mm-hmm. But before uh, we get into that, I just want to say a couple of words. So I met Audrey Candycorn through Poor Magazine. Our kids um, went to the, go to the Colonize Academy. So shout out to Poor Magazine and the mamas and uncles there. Um, Audrey Candycorn is a mother of three sons. Um, she identifies herself as a grieving, breathing mother. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. And she just released this year this amazing documentary called Soar, Torian Soar. She directed it, produced it, and wrote it. It actually has shown at the Omni Commons in Berkeley. It was shown at the Langston Hughes Festival in Seattle, Washington this year. And it actually won um, in San Francisco's festival called SF Doc Fest. It won the People's Choice Award. <laughs> of course it did. All power to the people. <laughs> That's what's up. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for being here. Um, it feels good to have a fellow solo single mother, fellow baby mama, if I could call you that now. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm officially a part of the group. And it feels so good. Yes, when she's part of the Baby Mama Hood crew, you know, I'm always trying to recruit mm-hmm. us to feel empowered in the way that we use language in the inner cities, in the ghetto. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, the way that we use words is very powerful. So baby and mama are two very sacred, powerful, powerful things. words. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So thank you for being here. For sure, my queen. I'm so proud of you. Oh, my God. I saw... Saw Torian soar when it was in its editing phases, and it was so powerful, girl. I was crying. I was, I was right there. Mm, yeah. I felt like I was right there with you. Can you tell the people what Sorian, uh, Saw Torian mm-hmm. soar is about? Well, uh, first let me just say I thank you for allowing me to be here with you. You know, um, it is so important for us sisters to band together. Um, mm-hmm. I always say I am my sister's keeper, mm-hmm. and that is something that goes beyond words. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to give homage to you and your daughter, Zion, because she's a young queen coming up, you know, and it's just important for us to reflect and to pass the platon. So mm-hmm. in her absence being here, um, me being a mother, I have three sons, and um, Soratorian sort of started out as a cleansing project with me actually trying to just get a grips of um, what had just transpired, which was the transition of my first child, my first son, you know, my my best friend, my 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 everything, you know, your your first seed, your mm-hmm. first gene, your first 
everything and your um, first initiation into being a mother exactly Mm -hmm. you know and so um when he took his transition i needed to cleanse my mind my body my soul my spirit i mean even my home and Mm. so i began to um kind of record myself due to me having a memory lapse like sometimes i don't um, recall things and that's because it's due to blockage um the us as humans i learned that sometimes we can be so traumatized that we block things out mm-hmm. and i know that mm-hmm. i did not know that mm-hmm. this is a science behind it mm-hmm. you know and i had began within the first 90 days of uh, torian's transition i was not able to see his face i needed pictures i was asking his brothers um tell me what torian looked like you know and um i didn't want to re-trigger them you know so i began to uh turn my phone metro get your pc yes <laughs> on me on the selfie and um i began to record and document and it kind of just took off from there oh my god it's so powerful that you use First of all, that you use a Metro PCS phone. Mm-hmm. But it's so powerful that you, like, reimagine the way to use technology to yeah. actually cleanse you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. like, really powerful. Um, so when you say a grieving, breathing mother, what do you mean by that? Like, why why call yourself that? Mm. Um, because... Uh, well let me just start with saying that it's been three years um seven months and uh one day as of today and once your child we're supposed to it's unnatural we're supposed to live beyond i mean they're supposed to live beyond us and so torian being taken at 17 years of age um i grieve I mourn the loss of my child, you know, the, the, my grandchildren possibly from him, you know, um, his, everything that he has to give to the world, you know, to, to himself, to us, you know, um, his pledge to, to our God, you know, of finished works and things of that nature. So sometimes I, I grieve memories of what if, ands, and coulds, you know, mm-hmm. um, and outside of that, just missing his touch, kissing him, you know, even scolding him, being a part oh, of that baby mama, yeah, all of that, yeah. you know, um, raising him as a single mother, the mm-hmm. struggles, the beautiful struggles that goes along mm-hmm. with it because they say women can't raise men and all of that mm-hmm. jive turkey stuff that we could talk Ooh, about later can, on. Mm-hmm, you I want to unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, so I, I, I'm grieving, but in that... I choose not to allow the negative um, part uh, of it to take me under and bury me. So that's where the breathing mm-hmm. comes in. Mm, yes. I'm a breathing mother. That's where the life comes mm-hmm. back into it, you know. So that's where that yin and yang, that balance is, you know. I'm still kicking. I'm still vibrant. I'm still focused. I'm secure-minded, you know. I'm you're going still to, a mother. I'm still a mother. To, yes. Yeah, you're still his mother. Yeah, because mm-hmm. energy never dies. Mm-hmm. And then those other two, you know, mm-hmm. Amir, who is now 16, and Zaire, who is 11, kicking it with Zion. <laughs> They're like twins. <laughs> Zion and Zaire, man. 
the, those are, I know they, just, they, they they like Bonnie and Clyde, but we gotta crazy. figure out a better way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how like yeah they, even they look alike. Look alike. Uh, they like their names sound similar. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and they click. They like each other. Yeah, they gotta keep an eye on them. That part. <laughs> uh, we gonna have a range marriage around here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with it. Like a single mom in the hood. Mm-hmm. What is it like to raise three black men? I, I noticed that I've become tomboy. Mm. Like, at first I was real dainty, but, like, you by still the... dainty, though. Yeah, 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 I am, I am. You know, I rock my, my hoodie with my red lipstick, with my weave, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> with my heels, be ready to go, you know, um, be marching on them and everything. But I just find that with my first son, I was dainty, but I began to become a little more aggressive as he got a little bit older, and then by the time Amir came, I got a little bit more aggressive with my teachings and and how my personality is and how I view life. Um, And by the time Zaire came, um, like Tupac said, we ain't asking, we kicking down the doors and taking Mm shit you know. Um, So what I mean by that is, is when it came to me raising my children, um, I did allow them to express how they felt. I, off the bat, did not do the Gaga Google thing. Mm-hmm. I talked. It was very important for me to have articulate mm-hmm. boys so that they can be men that are not women abusers. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a firm believer in that, you right. know. Um, since they've been in my womb, I have always rubbed my belly. And by the time they came out of my womb, I have whispered in their ear the same thing which is boys don't hit girls Mm. you know um knowing that i'm the first girl and a lot of times when babies come out boy or girl they want to hit and he's the first person they want to hit mama so with raising them um i think that it has been very fun it has been um challenging in the aspect of keeping my 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 feminine kind of soft aspects of me um because naturally it kind of dies a little bit, you know, because I'm always um, in survival of the fittest mode, Mm -hmm. being a single baby mama, you know, and, um, like, I'm out there playing basketball with them. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You know, that's the girly girl part. I look silly, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, I draw attention. Sometimes they get a little embarrassed, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm out there. Some mamas ain't, they not, they wouldn't even get out there Mm -hmm. and break a nail, you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't wear nails intentionally. I can't. I like the way they look, but mm-hmm. I'm too hard on them. I got things I got to do. You know, I might got to smack somebody. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, that's another. That's what I, I have feelings about that, but that's a whole other, a whole other conversation. You know, but um, uh, yeah. So, but ra- raising boys, I think that um, sometimes it brings out natural. Um, aggressive manners Mm -hmm. in you not necessarily saying that and that's another thing sometimes the word aggressive is looked at as negative Mm -hmm. when it's it's not Mm -hmm. you know it's the action and what you put behind Mm -hmm. it you know right so yeah yeah i don't i don't necessarily see aggression as something as bad you know Mm -hmm. um i'm from new york so we so i grew up in a very like people being very forward and direct okay and when i moved to this bay that was I got feedback from people saying that you're being too aggressive. Mm. And I was just like, 
you ain't from the bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that part, right? Who don't talk about how they feel straight off the bat? Yeah. But you know, that's also I feel like that's also a little bit more like a cultural like thing, like especially if you grew up in the inner cities or in the hood, mm-hmm. you really don't have time to be wasting with people about what they feel and like, mm-hmm. you know, usually mm-hmm. we just like this is how I feel. Yeah. You know? We out here in the concrete jungle is survival of the mm-hmm. fittest. Even though we have roses in the concrete, like your baby and mine, mm-hmm. baby and me and you, we right. roses in the concrete. They you came know, from us. exactly. The fruit of our right, mm-hmm. but when you have to deal with passing up um, gunshots, you know, mm-hmm. being shot over your head, and when you got to deal with standing at a bus stop and possible somebody doing something to you, like rest in peace, Nia Wilson, you know, with the whole situation. Right. I don't want to get too deep in it, but you know. We out here trying to make the mm-hmm. best of it without yeah. men being able to step up when they see situations that occur, you know? So and that's why we need the mommahood. start the situation. Yeah. A lot of the violence that we face is at the hands of men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very Wilson, much so. The guns, the, all of that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's them doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I feel like, you know, part of my, my thing with baby mommahood is just like, first of all, like, Globally, women are head of households. This mm. is not something that's just new to now, you know, but also like it's also like a political statement mm. towards men saying like, I'm not taking your shit just because mm. you gave me some sperm. Right, you know what I'm right. saying? And then you decided to abandon me. Right. Yeah. And sometimes the abandonment is not just physical. Sometimes mm-hmm. men be in the house and it's like they're not even there. Right. Yeah. Like they are in another in another world. They're not. Um, present right they're not present they're mm-hmm. not emotionally physically spiritually emotionally present they, yeah they're not you they're know. somewhere else right they're you know there's there all of those things somewhere else <laughs> and um what i think is is it really stems from beyond that you know mm-hmm. um as far as in dealing with the children you know a lot of times you are stuck in situations to where you're just dealing with the child because it's a situation that you're dealing with because the mother chose to keep the child, right? But beyond that, it has to be some type of a commitment of each individual that you are willing to be there for the child regardless, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of times that that's not how children are brought into the world, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they're brought into the world by loving mothers that make that commitment. Mm-hmm. Whether this man leaves me or not, mm-hmm. I'm going to raise this child. I'm going to be there for this child. Right. It has nothing to do with the relationship. Right. If more mothers operated like that as well, then, you know, we would have really healthy children mm-hmm. and a healthier nation and a healthier people. Mm-hmm. Now, the men I feel as though are lacking because they are the ones that are not taking that commitment as the mothers are in saying, regardless to what I'm going to be committed to the child. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that if that commitment was made ahead of time before Mm -hmm. that situation occurred where you, you know what I'm saying? Everything was all wet, wet, wet. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, everything will be good, good, good. And to end, end, end. <laughs> there go your cigarette. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, cigarette time. 
I mean, you know, I think that, you know, in order for people to be parents, they first, a parent to me is a leader, mm-hmm. right? You have to be a leader. Yeah. And for you to be a leader, you have to, of someone else, you first have to know how to be a leader of yourself, mm-hmm. right? And so it really, I, you know, my, my wish and my goal is that one, I don't want anyone to think that baby mamahood or single motherhood or whatever is about doing something, something yourself. You know, uh-huh. that's why I never really um, got with the term single mother because I'm not single. I'm plural. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got more than one. That's over right. Here. You ain't alone. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So first of all, I'm plural, mm-hmm. and I don't want to define my motherhood based on me not being married. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you say single, is like automatically I'm just like mm, that don't really fit. So yeah. that's why I was like, maybe mama feels more appropriate because I am this baby's mother right but uh-huh. now I'm this this preteen's mother but before i became a parent i already had practice in learning how to heal mm. you know um doing meditation mm. i already had that practice i was already a teacher you know i was teaching in high school because, oh okay yeah i was a i was a youth teacher because um because i did poetry and i was uh i was in the uh the national poetry slam team and so that got me jobs and after school programs oh, and, and helping you know children. Up. So I already had an understanding about how you teach mm-hmm. children, you know. And that really helped me in raising Zion, you know. But I'm not even gonna front when I first had when I first knew I was pregnant with Zion and I, I explained to you the situation mm-hmm. and that's like another story for another time for the podcast sake. But I was really depressed. I was so sad when you know, I was so sad. The situation was really sad, but I really wanted to have a child. Too. Uh-huh, I, was, uh-huh. I, I said earlier to you off off um, recording that I was buying children's books. I was like fantasizing about having a child and all yeah. of that. And then Zion came and um and, and yeah and it. and yeah and I was just like I'm gonna have this child. And so in a lot of ways, I would I could have had an abortion. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew what that was about, but I didn't want to. So I made the conscious choice of having a child. Right. And what I also see as an observation is, and this is not everybody, because there's there's some good stand up guys out there who who are who are doing their best and they're trying their best too. Mm-hmm. But what I realize is that a lot of men in the hood, especially, not even in the hood, everywhere, I see it in white men too. They don't have a, a balanced idea around ma- what masculinity is. Mm. Masculinity is very material, whether that's women, Well, they cars. can't, their pants is too tight, so they can't think. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pants used to be too loose in my day. I used to tell brothers, you're going to have to, before you start to me, you're going to have to pick up your pants. Yeah. And they will pick up their pants because yeah. they were trying to holler. Holla, I know yeah. that's right. But now, girl, the balls well, can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> they can't think. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, and it's you know, there's there's also, and I think in Oakland is a little bit different. There's more fatherhood programs here, but you know, there's not a lot of programming. You know, so I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to. I know where the problem stems from, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And black men have it hard out here, yeah. right? And so do black women. Um, the difference is, is that I'm willing to face those challenges. Come on now. And not run away from them in mm-hmm. other women and other vices and other people, you know, I'm, or in my mama. Some mamas enable some of this mm-hmm. stuff too. Um, and so, yeah, so I think that that's like the real difference. And, you know, I think in the hood, especially, 
Like, healing is a learning curve. You really have to learn how to do it. And you also have to have the time to do it. Mm, yeah, yeah. It, it can when be a little time consuming. When do people have time to heal? Man, I know I don't. <laughs> I know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, the wound after wound after wound. Yeah, and then if you, you got to hustle, you got to feed these kids, they got to get to where they're going, and this is why community is so important. And then you got to deal with time management. <laughs> in between all of it you know it's it's a lot that we're juggling in the hood and the things that we're facing all the time that is just like i think it's possible you know i feel like you did it with sore tori on sore it was a way that you use art as a way to heal right Mm -hmm. you documented this thing and then yeah while you were doing it, you were putting your energy into something else. Yeah. Rather than whatever. Rather than curse people out. Cursing out. Um, sleeping. Share. Right. Like, with yeah. other men or mm-hmm. whatever. Women, I don't know how you get down. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. All of those things. Eating chocolate <laughs> right. or, you know, anything that would. Not being home with your kids. Right. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, alcoholism is real yeah i mean there are so many different avenues one could take and none of those avenues are wrong not not one of them because Mm. when you are hurting Mm. you really don't know what direction you're going to lash out in whether you gravitate towards sex whether you gravitate towards drinking Mm -hmm. whether you gravitate towards eating whether you gravitate towards being angry and pushing everybody away and cursing Mm -hmm. and being verbally abusive and not physically abusive Mm -hmm. you know like it's almost like would you prefer someone to be just be happy and eat chocolate, or or you just continue to be promiscuous, or mm-hmm. you or you just keep lashing out because in in doing that, it it helps you be not be unhealthy, mm-hmm. or are you doing that and still unhealthy? Because mm-hmm. some people eat the chocolate and they ain't messing with nobody, and if that's unhealthy. They getting sugar diabetes, mm-hmm. right? But they're not cursing anybody out. Or would you rather have a person cursing people mm-hmm. out? You know what I'm saying? And so it's just one of those things to where they're not committing suicide, but they're cursing everybody out. Right. It, it, there is no healthy or unhealthy way. It's just a manner of us having a baby mama hood around us right. to be able to help nurture us through right. and not point the finger and right. judge right, right. because we are all women. Right. We birthed a nation, mm-hmm. and like I didn't expect to be um, inherited into this sea of grieving mothers, right. and there are more to come. Unfortunately, right. now how do I receive them? Mm-hmm. Through having a sisterhood, through baby motherhood, mm-hmm. so that as we pass the platons and as we get stronger and as we heal each other in non-traditional ways, mm-hmm. right. we come together, right? And that's how each one teach one reach one. And that's really what Soratorian Sor is about. Mm-hmm. It's about me being a mother, healing myself in a non-traditional way, yes. bringing the community together and the, com- the me healing the community and the community healing me as well. Because I am my sister's keeper. I am my brother's keeper. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Mm-hmm. 
your film inspired me so much, especially because you used what you had to do it. You know, like it wasn't like you had the fancy microphone. Yeah, it was a zero ad- budget. Right. And you was like, what what made you even think to do this? Like, how did this even occur to you? Well, that is a perfect time for me to bring in Peter McKinney, mm-hmm. who is my co-director of Soratorian Soar. Um, it was on Valentine's Day. He ain't my lover. <laughs> Not <laughs> but, that kind of that, love. <laughs> yeah, but it was on Valentine's Day, and I approached him. We were actually at a protest um, where our children, you know, went to school. And um, instead of us doing the fake patriotic, you know, lo- loves type of thing, we decided to spread some real truth information on what the day was about. And I saw Peter McKinney and um, I just walked up to him because he was actually videotaping the action. And I said, hey, um, do you think you would be willing to um, assist me in documenting my movement? Because my son just transitioned and I'm losing my memory. Um, I got a couple of things going on, like I got a clean my house up and it would be good to um have this captured so that some of these things I'm being forced to throw away and stuff that I would at least be able to see them again Mm. and that's how you know I met him and that's how Soratorian Sora actually came into fruition because at that point I had already been taping but you do anything too much and you become numb to it. It don't work no more. Anything. So me turning the camera on myself wasn't working no more. Um, it healed me at one point. Mm-hmm. Now I felt crazy. It wasn't good enough. So I needed somebody else mm-hmm. to take the camera and so that I could just talk in, in voice and feel regular again. Mm-hmm. And Peter was the tool. He was the vessel, you know. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about who Torion was, you know, what was he, who was he, who is he? Yeah, you know, one thing I would like to say is Torion is still here. He's with me. Energy never dies. I learned that. I told my son before he transitioned, like I told all of my children, they will never get away from me, even through death. I'm Mm. still going to be there. Well, my son transitioned believing that he was still mm-hmm. so young and, and, and so innocent. He was only 17, very mm-hmm. child. Like, he had just made 17. He'd only been 17 too much, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, my my baby boy, Zaire, my 10-year-old, when he is around me, he'll say, Mama, I see Torian, and I will get the Ooh. camera out, okay, my phone. And I will see Torian too. He's an orb. He's a light, right? Mm-hmm. I can't make him come, no spooky ooky shit. But the proof is his baby brother sees him first, and then I see him, mm-hmm. and his baby brother calls it. And then right after he called it, I see him inside of the video. I could show you some proof a little bit later on oh, wow. after mm-hmm. behind the scenes, you know what I mean? But um, I think that that's another one of my callings, you know, to 
share with young mothers that have to deal with and it don't matter if you're 58 you know what i'm saying i got three years and it's i'm an og i'm kind of gangster now in it <laughs> making light of the situation uh-huh. but for any new oncoming mothers um that are fearful of death and scared that their children are dead and never see them can't communicate mm-hmm. that's a lie i'm proof yeah. you, you know, know i believe that's a lie you, I know I you believe. I know you know mm-hmm. you with the good, good, you mm-hmm. know. So um, this thing is real, us living this life and being three-dimensional. So being that he's still here, um, he's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he does these things right now that when he comes um, inside of the the audio, he like he comes through microphones mm-hmm. and stuff. He was the one messing with us earlier. Yeah, he was the one that was messing with us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Getting things together. Mm-hmm. He was really witty. Mm-hmm. He was clever. Um, he believed in taking the underdog underneath his wings. You know, anytime. He's seen a situation where someone was being bullied. Mm-hmm. He would step in whether he knew you or not, you know. Um, that was a rare quality in him that he possessed. He was a lover of all people. Mm-hmm. Um, he even met some devil worshipers and had spoke to them, you know, about his God, our God, and how we get down, you know. And um, he, 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 he was a light, mm-hmm. you know. And... Um, at the end of the day, I'm grateful to have been his mother and still be his mom. And he uh, has a day, January the 11th. The mayor of Alameda, Trish Herrera Spencer, gave us that day. So he will forever have that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got his own day because of the good works that he's done, you know, um, community work before he even got started. So that's who Torian was. He loved his culture being black mm-hmm. he wore dashikis you know mm-hmm. he's the reason why me and the children ended up getting one so he, he was just a wow. very uh, spirited young man who just was full of life he could do backflips he did capoeira he um did uh m and what is that uh oh it's with fighting with boxing is hell it's hella high it's a high ranking maa mm-hmm. What does that for? I, I forget, girl, but mm-hmm. um, I got the medal at the house. I wow. can show it to you. <laughs> so, you know, he was just he an all-around person. Mm-hmm. And before he transitioned, you know, um, he gave, breathed life into his brothers and told them that he was going to be the first person to pour into our foundation. So he did. Mm-hmm. He got a job mentoring grown men. That were at a halfway house. Oh wow! And um, with his first check, he gave us a hundred dollars, and he said, "Mama, buy that book printing machine." And we bought it. It wow. was sixty dollars, mm-hmm. and I had forty bucks left. And he said, "Spend it all, cause there's more that's coming." <laughs> you know. Oh, he sounds like such a special person. Thank you for sharing your medicine of your son with us, Audrey. Um, we're over 30 minutes, so I wanted to take a break here and stop this uh, conversation. But stay tuned because there is more. Um, Audrey and I kept talking. 
and there will be a part two. So thank you so much for listening. Um, take care of yourselves, take a deep collective breath together, and I will see you at the next podcast. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, B-A-B-Y-M-A-M-A-H-O-O-D, at Baby Mama Hood, and we're signing out.